I'm done reading. Let's get the show on the road. Thank you for tuning in to Fresh Floppies, the show wherein we will discuss the freshest of floppies. Flaffles. Flaffles? It's a floppy, Noel. Uh, Floppy is a single-issue comic book, a periodical. Uh, It's got a little little flop to it, like an old magazine of yore before digital devices took over absolutely everything. Uh, They come out weekly at your local comic book shop, and they are a chapter in an ongoing story Stuck in perpetual second act. That's true. Well, <laughs> some of them. Most of them. Yeah. The, the superhero the main, ones. The, superhero the ones we're talking ones, about today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pretty much all of um, them we're talking about. Wait, wait, wait. Before we talk about oh, comics. Yes. Really quickly, mm-hmm. I'd like to turn this podcast into a Batman Returns Batcave Lego set oh, podcast. Oh, my God. Let's. Let's. <laughs> just, just 30 seconds of um, how amazing it is. If uh-huh. anybody's not had a chance to see this yet, it's a $400, 2,000-piece Lego set that is a diorama of the 1991 Batman Returns Batcave. Yeah. Um, They had me at Batman Returns. That's it. Anything Batman Returns, I'm in. They lost me at 400 goddamn dollars. So, I mean. I cannot justify that. I can't justify it either. Um, But this is weird. Like, oh, I'm going to defend giant corporation um yeah lick that boot it's price appropriate for their sets that size is it okay so they didn't um let's say let's say let's say dc has been uh making omnibuses for 15 years okay and the normal price point for a 1000 page book is a hundred dollars yes and then all of a sudden a 900 uh, page book is 150 yeah for no reason whatsoever yeah out of nowhere that we know of yes that, that we know of. Yeah. There's been no wider ranging shipping issues. There's been no wider ranging paper costs. There's been yeah. no wider ranging process that they have. It's just a, 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 a inflated price to test the market. Yes. That hurts a little bit more than, oh, well, you know, those Lego sets are actually that fucking expensive. See, I, the last one I bought was the Daily Bugle. It was 300 right? Yeah. And how, 250 how many, 300 something like that? How many pieces was that? Comparable. Was it? I want to say it was comparable. Like maybe just a couple hundred less. I just feel like for... I'm not entirely sure how many of us there are, me and yous, Mm -hmm. who are like Batman Returns, 1991 seminal Batman classic starring uh, Michael Keaton, Danny DeVito, Michelle Pfeiffer, Michael Um, Gull. How many people are like... Like I could understand if it was the Batman, right? And it's a brand new franchise of the Bat. And it's very, it's in the zeitgeist, but I'm like, it's Batman Returns. Mm-hmm. I'm just, I'm surprised that something with that, um, and it could have easily been any of those, really, because it's a Batcave. Yeah. It's not like it's specific to but a Batman Returns Batcave, other than maybe the Batmobile itself. The Batmobile, so, and then all the minifigs that come with it. It's yeah. like the Danny DeVito yeah, penguin. penguin. and, and yeah. Yeah. Um, So I just, it's interesting choices that they've made here. Um, uh, I, because, But also they're like, hey, the guy from 1991, do people love that? They certainly have enough disposable income. I was going to say, I think it's a disposable income thing. It's, 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 it's just, it's, I don't. <laughs> it's, not a, it's not a Batman Adventures thing. It's a, yeah. who can afford this shit? Uh, yeah. 40-year-olds? Old, old men, <laughs> yeah, with nothing else to do. <laughs> You know uh, what? Uh, they're probably podcasters. I was <laughs> I was gonna guys. say like all the all the um all the the YouTube reviewers that yeah. use their ad revenue to just like purchase or get yeah. sent a set. Um, I wish oh, so that's the thing. Yeah, Lego. Yeah. Look, we will we will on video review this set if yeah. you just send it to us for free. And I promise you, I'll love it and say nice things yeah. about it. <laughs> where can where can they send? I can be bought. Where can they <laughs> where can they send the Lego set, JD? Uh, it's a giant, giant destructo zero <laughs> complex located at forty three twenty seven Main Street. Send it to me. Also, send me Michelle Pfeiffer and, and um, Michael Keaton. I don't think just Danny, to hang out. I don't think. First of all, besmirching Danny DeVito. That's rude. <laughs> He's, well, he comes over all the he's, time. He's probably the coolest hang of all That's three true. of them. Let's he be is. honest. Yeah, I know, I know. Shit. You're <laughs> and right. oh, it's cute that you think Lego owns them. 
they probably do. Um, uh, uh, let's talk about comic books. Let's what's, do it. What's the first one you want to talk about? Because I have a suggestion. I was going to say Titans. That's my suggestion. Oh, my God. Titans number one. BFFs. Written by Tom Taylor with art by Nicola, Nicola Scott. Scott. Or Nicola Scott, actually. Sorry. Oh, is it Nicola? I mean, that's usually how the name is pronounced in I Italian. I said Nicole. Yeah, you're right. It's probably Nicola. Nicola. Shit, this whole yeah. time. I'm so sorry, Nikki. Um, so I have been really looking <laughs> was, forward to this. I've been saying her name wrong all this time, and now I'm just going to give her a pet name. It's cool. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, I have been really... This is the book for me that I have been waiting for. Uh, and I'll tell you why. Thank you for asking. Um, What's Tom happening? Taylor has been writing Nightwing, which is one of my favorite DC books that are... You know, First of all, uh, Night, uh, DC's been killing it. A lot of really good miniseries coming out of DC recently. I'm enjoying a lot of it, more than I thought I would, including Green Lantern, Green Arrow, etc. Um, so yeah, I was really excited about Tom Taylor, who's writing Nightwing, to be taking uh, or restarting Titans as the premier team in DC since the Justice League is no longer because of the events of Dark Crisis. So, yeah, there was a lot to look forward to here for me. Uh, I'm a big Flash fan. Um, so, whoops. Um, no, he's a part of the team. Yeah, yeah, he is. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, he is. Look, look, the, 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 the book starts with a seemingly insurmountable or irreversible act of violence. Yes. But we're dealing with comic metahumans books. and magical characters and comic books. So I'm, yeah. I'm not, like, too concerned about yeah. how this wraps up but it'll be a nice little tense run for Especially a couple of issues wally just got back yeah very recently so anyway um this was great i really enjoyed this um curious to see where it's going uh it does start off with a mystery so i'm excited about that and i just i've always loved the interactions with this team these teammates well hang on you mentioned so i'm, I'm assuming there's some people that were that the, the the five people that listen i'm saying i'm sure they may be like two or one mm-hmm. i've never read titan so let's go oh, over the team okay so wally west uh flash uh dick grayson nightwing um starfire cyborg Beast Boy slash Changeling. Ray Raven? Raven. Is that it? Six yeah, of them? That might be about it. Yeah. Oh, no. Donna. Donna Troy. Oh, Donna Troy. Duh. Yeah. Duh. Yeah. Seven. So it's there replacing the, you know, the seven Justice League members. That yeah. made seven. Um, what did you think of it? I thought it was delightful. Yeah. Use that word too much. I'm going to try and Me do a like, swear jar with Every delightful. time I say it now, yeah. I'm like, oh, I say that. I say delightful yeah. a lot. Shit. Um, I thought it was really great. I mean, it is it's it is a pure companion book to um, Nightwing, but not in plot, more in tone. Yes. So It's not like you have to read you don't, Nightwing. Yeah, you don't have to read Nightwing in order to understand what's going on here or something so incredibly important transpired there. It's just... In tone, they are the same. They're in the same universe, and True. it's it's a wonderful universe to be hanging out in. Do you feel like people who don't know the Titans can jump right in here? Yes, but they would need a nudge to bother picking it up mm-hmm. because I've never really. I, I'm I've always been aware of the Titans and oh. they're around and stuff. I, there's no You're run. Not a Titans of, fan? There's no run of Titans that I've read that I've liked. Oh wow! You're probably going to talk about the cartoon that I dropped off into, what, like Young Justice. Young Justice, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I read like a handful of Teen Titans in the 2000s, a handful of Young Justice when Judd Winnick was on it, a handful, like nothing lasted more than 10 issues yeah. for the most part. Okay. Yeah. Nice. And, and then I just always liked their part in bigger events for the most part. Yeah. Like that's honestly the only thing that I liked about Dark Crisis on it. Yeah. Infinite Earths was... The Titans bits. The Titans of it. Yeah. yeah, like Same. they were the main characters of it. Yeah. So like when the Justice League at the end of it was just like, I'm sorry, spoilers for an event that happened a year ago. Relax. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so aggressive. Yeah, relax. Look, relax. I've been on the internet for the last couple of days. Just chill out. Yeah. Um, oh, my God. Go <laughs> um, on. <laughs> um, the, when, at the end of that book, when the Justice League was like, hey, we're we're still able-bodied, but we're going to take a break yeah, for a second. We just need a, we need um, a nap. Dick, kind of Snickers. Dick, can you uh, save the world for us while yeah. we're out? <laughs> um, that was the that was what made the whole like mini series or event or whatever worth it for me because I was like, oh, cool, we're gonna get to see them. Not not like having to fill in because someone's dead, but literally like, oh, you've been promoted. Yeah, go on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you guys have been doing great. So I'm yeah, so I'm excited for this book. 
Same. Um, And it's... uh, It is interesting that it is not... We're going to talk about Avengers in a little bit. And it's interesting that a first issue of a team book is handled so differently in these two instances. This is a interior um, character-driven mystery. Mm -hmm. And Avengers is not that. Uh, And I was kind of expecting Titans to also be that sort of thing. So the fact that it was this other sort of like almost insular amongst the DC Universe characters story and not a big Justice League-esque yeah, it's just, here's us all saving the world together. This is like a story of two types of tones. like yeah. And honestly, like spo- non spoilers for a non-spoiler review that's going to happen in the next five minutes. Yeah. I liked both of these books. Okay. But they're done in completely different ways. One is more event-driven and one is more character-driven. Yeah. Yeah. Um, this is the character driven one. Honestly, if you have because it's character driven, if you have no experience with these characters previously to now, you're going to be fine. Yeah. Because even if you don't know the long and sorted history between uh Garth B uh, Garfield Beast Boy and Raven, yeah. You're still going to enjoy the moments that they have together because yeah. they set it up in a certain way. Yeah. It's yeah, an excellent so, jumping on point. I highly This is Oh, the art's is, fantastic too. Oh, N- Nicholas Scott and killing <laughs> Nicholas it. Scott killing um, it. <laughs> Her 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 work can be ver- ever so slightly stiff, um, but other aspects of it are so great that I can give it a pass. Highly recommend this book. It's super fresh. Floppy is or yeah, floppy. <laughs> it's the fresh floppiest of floppy. <laughs> fresh as hell is what I wanted to say, and I, I uh, floppy Fre- as hell. <laughs> fresh fresh AF presentation is also great. There's tons yes. of there's tons of great uh, covers. Um, it's just yeah. a fun book. Yeah, um, highly um, recommend. Yes. If you're into superheroes. Yeah. Super good. One. Titans yeah. number one. Pick it up. Yeah. Uh, the we... next... Well, let's just go right into Avengers right? at this point. Yeah. Right? yeah makes like, sense. They're the two biggest number ones that came out this week. Actually, I believe our entire show is a number one of Palooza. It kind of... <laughs> well, no, but hey, Guardians number two. Oh, sorry. Yeah, you're going to talk about Guardians two. Um. Okay. Just go ahead. Uh, sorry, Avengers number... The Avengers the number Avengers. one. Um. Right off the bat, they've gone back to the original title treatment, which I think is is adorable. Oh, is that the original? Yeah, the this is like the, the this is like this the fifties sixties title treatment, okay. just like the 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 font the font type yeah. instead of the arrowed A. Oh, you're right. Yeah, wow. Which nice has been catch. in use for like the last twenty plus yeah. years, twenty yeah. thirty years, like at least since Musaic. Yeah, yeah. Um, this is written by Jed McKay with art by C. F. Villa. Um, this comes directly after Jason Aaron's very, very voluminous run. Yeah. Uh, contested, but I enjoy the shit out of it. Yeah. Um, but that run specifically went super big. You know, like gods fighting gods and the god quarry and mm. a giant wash of <sighs> waves of time taking out. It's, it, was, it was crazy. <laughs> it, was, it was actually like um, there's, a, there's an old saying about like, you know, fighting a tornado. Uh, and I I feel like Jason Aaron takes that as a challenge. Like, mm-hmm. hey, let's have a character fight a tornado, right, like yeah. with their fists. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but that's that like, is that's very Jason. Aaron. That's the kind yeah, of book right. it is. Yeah. Um, this <laughs> and is, win. He'll win. Yeah. yeah well, I yeah, mean, yeah. yeah, he'll he'll beat the tornado at its own game. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> this book is uh, comes directly after that. They do make mention of a couple of those events, but this is a jumping on point. The the Avengers are in a time of transition and apparently after every time of transition they take a vote yeah. of all the most recent members as to who's going to be the new chair yeah. um, and it's Carol Danvers yeah. so we have a Captain Marvel led um, Avengers team and which I'm into one I love of, Carol one of the first remits of the new chairperson is to pick their A team yep. so this book is literally just Carol flying around and picking her team members what inter intercut with a big battle? There's uh, the second half of the book is a is a big well yeah the second half See? of the book is a little bit more of a big battle but mm-hmm. it's it's still it's interspersed with these conversations yeah um her her picking her team and all of the characters are where they currently are in continuity which I thought was pretty interesting too mm-hmm. it's not like separated at all but um yeah this was a by the numbers first issue uh this was much this had a feel of. An era of comic books that I usually don't enjoy reading. Oh, okay. Like the uh, "Please Don't Kill Me," but I don't enjoy like 
Chris Claremont superhero books. Oh, because they're <laughs> they're I know people will freak out. Um, because it's a lot of like characters talking at each other mm. in motion and yeah. then shooting back and forth, almost like a like if there was a narrator for this book, I would think that they sound like the uh, the the old. 1920s serials like yeah okay yeah like back and forth and like very highfalutin and oh my goodness and oh can you believe that punch like that's the feel of this book for me Uh like there's that kind of elevated manic energy Mm. and i enjoyed it okay i i'm kind of half in the back for judd mckay anyway i have more patience for him because i've really enjoyed some of his runs recently so even if this was a little lacking i would still give it two or three issues Oh, well, yes. I'm certainly on board for the Avengers. I'm always excited. Uh, Ever since Bendis, I've just followed the Avengers. Uh, And I was excited for a new Avengers to jump on for. I also love a Stuart Eminem cover, so I was excited about that. I have been getting onto the Jed McKay train. This issue I thought was fine. I thought it was okie dokie. Uh, I'm definitely going to stick with it. I like the team. So we got Carol Danvers, Thor, Iron Man... Uh, Sam Wilson, Cap, The Vision, Black Panther, and Scarlet Witch. So she gives her, when she goes and visits these people, first of all, the the Cap, Cap, Cap scene was funny. Yeah, it was pretty funny. Um, Who's on first, Cap? But then when she pretty much tells Sam she wants her on her team, it it almost feels like a backhanded compliment. It's just like, I need you on my team. He's like, why? Uh, Because you're basically no one. Because you have no (laughs) abilities, you you boring. (laughs) But like, hey, I'm building a team of gods and I need one normie to make make sure we're not crazy. Yeah. <laughs> you're a token character. You're a token pick, but not not yeah. for the racist but not, reasons. Yeah, not yeah. like that. More like a because you don't have super strength. Yeah, <laughs> ouch, <laughs> it was so weird. But I, but I kind of, like I get the rationale. It was just such an interesting um, conversation, and also too, I, I did like the conversation with with Black Panther. I've not been reading the Black Panther book, so I had no, no idea that he's. On the outs? Exiled Same. and all kinds of crazy shit, uh, which makes me kind of read the new uh, mm-hmm. Black Panther book coming up. Um, yeah, he's no longer king. That I knew. Uh, th- I do have one question about this. So Carol is on the moon pontificating to herself, mm-hmm. um, just thinking about the nature of things. And she winds up thinking about um, why we call ourselves the Avengers. Mm-hmm. It's a warning, not for our enemies, but for ourselves. Because to avenge something, you have to lose it. And I was like, what does that mean? It's a little tenuous. What does that mean? Like, you're really, like, because uh, I've always wondered, why are they called the Avengers? It's, what, what, huh? What a strange, strangely aggressive name for a team that's just there to save people. The rationale is a little weird. It's like, uh, so she she does make a really good point later on in the book about how uh, the Avengers are not a police force. They're more yeah. like firefighters. firefighters. They're first responders. Yeah. But her rationale at the beginning of the book, the idea of like we call ourselves the Avengers to remind ourselves not to have to avenge anything, that's like firefighters so renaming themselves Burnt Building. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right. We named ourselves uh, Ash and Lung to yeah. avoid. Like, oh, my God. <laughs> that's just yeah, it. Like, yeah. it's, it's, I get her terrible poeticism. Yeah. But it in in practical. I mean, I'm glad that she's saying this to herself. How about that? <laughs> Not out loud. Because other people would be like, mm, Carol, that's yeah. that's a little dumb. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. But but then later on, so why this works is because later on there's a really good joke. She is in her own head talking about Thor. Oh, I love that bit. And then she repeats to him what she says in her head. That's kind yeah. of like a guess. And his response is very funny. And her kind of, I knew it. I knew it. Is very funny, and it almost retroactively makes the idiocy of her dialogue, of her internal dialogue, kind of just work a little bit more for me. Because yeah. Carol is, a lot of people don't portray her this way, but if you've read more than like her in other books, yeah, Carol's a funny character. Oh, I like her. Yeah, she's she's, great. she's a jovial character. Mm-hmm. The difference is when she needs to be business, she's business. Yeah, that's and true. a lot of other books that's not hers only have her in that business role yeah so it seems like oh she's just here straight laced and shit yeah she's not she's fun yeah she's actually really fun uh my only problem with that bit of dialogue is that the time jumps because she has that thought in the beginning of the book which is now 
and then it goes back in time. So her saying I knew it was six days ago, even though she had the thought on the moon today. Uh, it's omniscient. Yeah, I don't know what saying, to tell you. I'm saying it's a little weird. Um, You're a little or weird. it's just something she repeats in her. So the way to get through that, I was like, oh, she just repeats that in her head a lot about Thor. Every time she sees Thor, she's like, she has that thought about him. That's that's. And we're just happy to see it these two times. That's exactly what it is. Oh, and there's mm-hmm. a there's a um, the art by CF Villa, fan, fucking tastic. I think it's fine. I love it. I, I love think the it's panel. Uneven. I love the panel breakouts. I love the the like the character bleeds. I mm-hmm. love this stuff. I love it. The action is fine. It gets a little loose, but when it matters to me, as in when the characters are kind of like interacting with each other more yeah. on more one-on-one basis, I love it. Oh, okay. I love it. And so like this fine. is rough for me. Yeah. I'm pointing at a vision page yeah. whereas the cap stuff I think is awesome. Awesome. Cap awesome. cap cap. Yeah, yeah, the three caps talking. Yeah, yeah, it's good. I think it's serviceable. I think it's a fine I don't know if I would have put this this artist on this book. Uh, the Avengers should be a top tier book, and in my opinion, it's not quite there yet. Um, but it's off to a good start, and I'm certainly you know uh, he's he's won enough of my goodwill. Jed McKay has that I'm going to stick with it. You're right. I, um, to your point too about just art, uh, Jed CF Villa is not like a name. Whereas Ed McGuinness was, yeah. Jerome Pena was, yep. David Finch was, yep. Um, who who did the last run? Uh, I was Ed McGuinness. Who's the? I, you know, I was really more excited about this because I miss I mistook CF Villa for the person who was doing like Hox Pox. Who is that? Oh, um, Valerio Shiva. No, no, no. Oh, Pepe Pepe Laraz. Laraz and um, R. B. Silva. R. B. Silva. Who That's was doing? Who I I can see why I made that mistake. CF R.B. Silva was doing, uh, is still doing the Sam Wilson cat book. Thank you. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I think I would have preferred, like, even if it's a name that it's not, I don't know, I don't know what to call it, A-list. Sorry. Um, but, like, yeah, well, Valerio Shitty, I think, is probably one of my favorites right now. CFL is going to slip into your, your my DMs. DMs to tell you that you're a, a, little, a very rude piece of shit. Give me a little middle finger. What's next? Um, oh, I'm sorry. How fresh? fresh oh, I enough. thought this was fresh. Okay. I mean, it wasn't the greatest thing I've ever read. It's not fresh AF, but it's fresh enough. Or not. So I'm, I'm sorry. I think it's fresh. Yeah. You think it's fresh enough. Yeah. Because you're wrong. Okay, yeah. Uh, <laughs> that happens a lot. <laughs> I am often wrong. Um, let's talk uh, really quickly about Batman Brave and the Bold number one. Okay. Um, with um, a ridiculously long creative team. This is a perfect bound large comic that's not an opinion that's a fact yeah oh yeah it's uh it's it's (laughs) it's bound by a process known as perfect binding yes (laughs) which is glue binding not staple because it's a thicker book yeah um so i want to say presentation is very fresh it Uh, is a nice thick cover um the pages are glossy and it (laughs) it um it turns really well it reads really well what is this maybe like 60 70 page book uh, it is four stories. It's an anthology book. Um, the first creative team is Tom King and Mitch Jarrett's. Uh, second creative team, Ed Brisson and Jeff Spokes. Um, then we got Chris Cantwell and Javier Rodriguez. And the last one is Dan Mora. Just Dan Mora. wrote and drew it. Yeah. Um, I have Fresh a... Fresh Floppy's fave, Dan Mora. That's right. Fresh Floppy's Hall of Famer. <laughs> <laughs> I have a... Bone? hate hate relationship with anthology books mm, i typically hate do, them it's true um because it's usually like oh one creative team gets me to buy it and then i suffer sounds, i was gonna say i suffer through suffer. like three of this or i just i just sob while reading i usually ugh, i usually just don't care about the other stories sure, yeah. or as uh, they're they're anywhere from meh to Eh. I'm done. Yeah. <laughs> From Matt to eh. Yeah. So I read, I, I picked this up for Tom King and Mitch Jarrett's. Yeah, you did. And Dan Moore. Because mm-hmm. Javier Rodriguez? Wrote his own. And Cantwell? I thought I thought there was a good number of names so, on this book that I was like, oh, So this I picked is a it good up for start. those two. Yeah. And then, then I saw Cantwell and Javier yeah, Rodriguez. Yeah. And I like Jeff Spoke's art, even though I'm not a giant fan of Ed Brisson. And, you know, that's not true. I'm, I'm not a. I haven't read anything at Brisson that I'm like, oh my god, I follow him. Yeah. But when I see his name, it's just like, okay. Yeah, that, there's that guy. So, this was pretty good. Okay. This was fresh. Mm-hmm. 
the Tom King Mitch Jarrett's story, which is one of four, I think it's going to go through the whole series. Um, it is uh, essentially Joker year one, in so much as the first time the Joker and the Batman tangle. Yeah, it's creepy. Mm-hmm. It's unsettling. Mm-hmm. And they do some really, really interesting panel layouts, especially with the Joker's dialogue. Yeah. Almost vaudevillian. Weird. It's great. Yeah. Because it's incredibly creepy in context. Yeah. I think. Um, Also, too, it's a Batman that um, the rest of Gotham doesn't know that well yet. So there's still like a fear to him. Mm. Um, This is a really good story. And then also the Dan Mora in the back. It's like this wild else future, else worlds that makes no sense, but hot damn, I would read 500 pages of it. So it looks <laughs> it looks thematically similar to Gotham Future State. Yep. Is, is that about right? Uh, Which is sort of like a manga-esque future story involving the Bat family it's, like Red it's Hood. It's a young, it's manga-esque, it's future, it's, it's manga, future-esque. Black future and white-esque, manga-esque, black and white. Um, a motorcycle riding mech-ish Batman and he's saving two orphans from this mech-controlled Joker thing. It's off the wall. It's really good action and I would read a giant book of this. Right on. Um, and then there's a little there's a little twisty thing at the end. But it um, it's the end. It's just literally just like an eight-page story, and it's great. Yeah, it feels like it 100% was supposed to be in Future State Gotham as a backup or something. Oh, I would like yeah. I probably That's like that. Similar, it looks an in-between of like the Urban Legends book. I don't know when they were yeah. doing all the Gotham books. Um, the Ed Brisson pages, uh, the Stormwatch. I don't know anything about Stormwatch. Yeah. Um, however, this is pretty strong. Oh, cool. Um, nice. It's it is a very very good example of throwing a bunch of characters that I don't know together yeah. without it being arm's length. Like it is a really solid kind of one and done. Fifteen pages. Well, it's not one and done. It's part one of four. What is but the name of the artist? Jeff Spokes. Spokes. Really so good art. Not Ryan Sook. No, but it's Sookastic. It's so Sooky. Yeah, man. Um, yeah, it's just it's it's a uh, which is um, good. I like Sook. Director Bones is head of uh, Stormwatch and putting a team together, and then they immediately go out on a mission. It's just convoluted, but the art's great and the characters are pretty solid. I, I don't know. This was a this was a surprising read. I wasn't mad at it. And then and then you've got a Christopher Cantwell Superman story um, that I already forgot the the details of. Oh, whoops. <laughs> now the director bones is I, I always forget which one that is is that the, the director uh who is made entirely of bones uh like correction no skin, it's he just has bones invisible flesh is that what it is yeah <laughs> okay all you could see is his bones yeah um the only one that the one that was lacking lacking as in not as immediately enjoyable was the superman one because it was it was all set up which one's that who's that by Christopher Cantwell and Javier Rodriguez. Oh, the one you can remember. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's, it, um, bad. <laughs> it's like someone sends him a decoder ring, and it, it's uh, it's fine. Okay, it's just fine. But I love these creators, so I'm gonna dip it, steal so, together. So like this was very, this was a very fresh book for me, mm-hmm. even though I hated the concept of it. You just the concept being anthologies. Anthologies. Yeah. Yeah, I I, I, I um haven't read it yet. That's the book I was trying to read when uh, Noel was doing the intro, and I just didn't get through it. But um, I think my major problem with it is that it's called Batman, The Brave and the Bold, which in my eyes means it's a Batman book wherein he teams up in every story with a different character of the DC Universe. This is just, we don't want to call it Brave and the Bold because that won't sell. We'll throw Batman really big on it, and that way it'll sell because Batman always sells books. Well, I mean, statistically, he is in this book more than any other character. Mm-hmm. But the two middle stories, the Cantwell and the Brisson story, the Stormwatch and the Superman one, he is not a part of whatsoever. Yeah. So this is just an anthology book um, with weird titling. Yeah, agreed. None of this stuff will be collected as a Batman Brave and the Bold. I, I, I guarantee money now. It's probably going to be their own like collections or the, their own little minis. What? I honestly don't oh, think I that see, there will be a trade one, paperback of Batman yeah. Brave and the Bold. I, I think see. it'll be like 
the you know Joker by Mitch Jarrods and Tom gotcha. King and gotcha. Stormwatch by so Ed the Brisson. the Joker story is is a one in, it's it's continued. it's one of four. So the no, first no. oh yeah one of four issue grab okay yeah great. so I'm it's on, I'm on board. Uh, Batman the Winning Card Part One Stormwatch Down with the Kings Part One yes, Superman Order right. of the Black Lamp Part One and Heroes of Tomorrow by Dan Morrow. That's just the, that's the only one that ends here. Gotcha. So yeah, you're right. Those are probably so, before different trade paperbacks. Yeah, I I enjoyed reading this, but I also don't think I needed to read this. Okay, does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. Um, what's up next? Uh, we're gonna talk about. Let's talk about Guardians of the Galaxy. All right, so Guardians of the Galaxy number one came out uh, last month, and we discussed it here on the show. We both enjoyed it, and it has a very distinctively Western tinge this time around, uh, by Lansing and Kelly. What are their full names? Ah, uh, Colin Kelly and Jackson Lansing with art by Kev Walker. K- colors K- 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 by Matt Hollingsworth. And this continues that. Um, so should we spoil what the reveal of the last issue was? The big threat that's coming? It was a month ago. Okay. Groot Fall is basically Groot, but not the Groot that they are friends with. I don't know if it's a Groot or if that Groot has been transmogrified into a uh, yeah, dark it's, Groot. It's some sort of manifestation of a Groot that is yeah. a planet killer. And yeah, he's just huge. He's huge, and he just takes over entire planets. And so they are going to the manifold territories, which are basically on the outer rim, which is makes sense why it's sort of a Western feel. Mm-hmm. And um, trying to get people to get out of the way. Hey, Groot's coming. Groot Falls coming. Y'all should GF, GTFO, and. Of course, that makes some conflict. And then, of course, we also have conflict within the Guardians, which, of course, there has to be. Otherwise, they wouldn't be the Guardians. And some of them are being like, let's just steal this really big, cool, expensive thing. How about that? Doesn't We don't really care about what's going on over here. Let's do a heist. So uh, this was fun. I think this was uh, very, very fun. What did you think? I didn't read it. Oh, that's right. You didn't. <laughs> uh, well, I think it was fun. And uh, I want to read it. Yeah, uh, I I look forward I to reading it. I love Kev Walker's <laughs> art. Uh, mm-hmm. From what I could see on the other side of my computer, it is still the same awesome. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, no, it's got I'm, my haircut. I'm a sucker for. Um, I'm a sucker for uh, the Guardians, and when there's a good creative team, I'm very excited. It's a it's such a weird book because it um. It's had like eighty relaunches. Yeah. But it's not. It doesn't feel like an inorganic relaunch kind of way. Like, it's one of those books that creators come on, do their own thing that's just its own fucking thing. Yeah. And then they bounce. Yeah. Like, it's not, um, there's no, there doesn't seem to, with the Guardians books, there doesn't seem to be like a, this, this, uh, deep-seated need to make everything fit it's just like the guardians somebody al ewing comes in does 15 uh, issues of just like wild very weird existential stuff says his piece jumps out and yeah. then all of a sudden these guys come in and like well we're gonna do a western we're yeah. not gonna negate anything but we're gonna do our own thing yeah, western Bef- heist why not before that they were trying to be superheroes in the bendis era and they yeah. sucked at it before that <laughs> they were trying to be like um uh Heroes for Hire, they sucked at it. Like, before, like yeah. as long as you have those, like, um, that baseline of, like, they are very messy people mm-hmm. and they often suck at stuff, you're good. Yeah. Do you remember when Drax was a pacifist? Yeah, that was during uh, Duggan's era. Do you, do you know why he stopped being a pacifist? I read it all, but I completely forgot. Okay. I'm yeah. just curious. Um, and also, Mantis, has she always sounded like the character who is in the movies? From my understanding, she was a very different character in the comics. Than she was, she was during Andy Lanning and um, Andy Lanning and sorry. Yeah. Uh, Abnett DNA. and Lanning. Thank you. Abnett and Lanning. Dan um, Abnett, Andy Lanning. There it is. Thank you. Uh, yeah, she was very different during theirs. Um, she became more playful during the Bendis and um, Duggan stuff. Yeah. Actually, she wasn't really even in the Duggan stuff very much. Does it bother you? It does not bother me. Does it bother you that sometimes the characters start to sound like their MCU counterparts? Uh, no, I'm trying to think of if ever it was or did, but no, I can't think of anything yeah. about it. Um, you know what does did bother me? Um, when 
Bendis was on the book when the first movie came out. Yeah. Um, the character design before the movie and like the 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 kind of like uh, the characterization was fine. It was the same. It was like he made Star Lord a bit of a, a bit of a cad and kind of a doofus. Yeah. But he had this great Steve McNiven designed suit with this bitchin' fucking helmet and the element gun was awesome. And then the movie came out and then like six months later it was the movie character design and uh, the element gun was gone. It was the the two What's an element gun? Oh he uh, of his origin all like his origin in general was he was coded to this weapon that was able to shoot based off of elements like ice, air, wind. Huh. But like, no idea. It's and it's it's my Star Lord is the movie version. I don't. It's know It's got this cool that. like dial on it. He's able to like adjust it, and only huh. he can use it. And then huh. in the uh, Al Ewing brought it back, and it became part of his ability to become a sun god an actual star lord because oh, when they fought um a star lord he god fought damn it. the olympians like actual gods and yeah. absorbed some of their energy in the into the gun in order to like win and then because it was coded to him, it was a whole is that when he like thing. was in another universe for a thousand years or something uh, so it was like 550 years or something like that so, don't inflate it. <laughs> My bad. <laughs> or like Whoops. 150 or something. It wasn't yeah, yeah. as much as a thousand. Oh, but yes, he was in a polyamorous relationship for uh, well over 100 years. Yeah. That's fun. And he comes back with all these yeah. like abilities of the gods because he absorbed their power before gotcha. he was moved off. And now anyway. he's just a regular dude, I guess. Um, well, I, somebody asked. So like that when that book ended, they were gone for like a year. Yeah. So somebody asked, I think these guys, the writers online, if it's a continuation, and their response was that we're not touch or we're not going to do anything that negates it, negates or contradicts Al Ewing's run because we love it. It's great. Yeah. So I don't know. Maybe they're later on. Maybe his power wore off. Maybe. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe they'll touch on it at some point. Um, but yeah, this is fun. I think if you like the Guardians, this feels like. The Guardians that are in the movies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This, you can check out this Guardians and still get your guardians on. Which I'm sure some people that love the Al Ewing run hate. Right. Well, I, yeah. I, anyone who grew up with a character and now they sound like a different character because of movies. Doesn't Len like, not like Mantis in the movies, I believe? Yeah. Yeah. I think so. But um, but yeah, you've got a... a if you if you're jumping straight from the Al Ewing run where Star Lord is left off and this like hippie bearded Star oh, right. God thing, yeah. and then now he's just kind of back to sounding a little bit like Chris Pratt in a western, yeah. Yeah. sure, yeah, I get sure, it. Yeah. but comics are cyclical. That's how it works, baby. Yeah. Um, Next up, oh wait, I, think, I would say this is pretty dang fresh. Pretty dang fresh. I think it's, it's rooting tooting good time. Uh, I want to apologize to all the listeners and you. I think it's just going to be me orating you for a little while. Oh. There's like a book, some books that I read to touch on really quickly that yeah, you get a chance me, to baby. Orate me, baby. Um, I want to talk about two Dawn of DC books really quickly and we'll do it together. Um, okay. <laughs> as in, I'm going to jump oh. right into each <laughs> like, one yeah, not like we yeah you uh, just sit over there and look pretty you dumb yeah. shit uh, <laughs> um, dawn of dc cyborg number one written mm. by hampton with art by tom rainey um i'm sorry i forgot hampton's first name you want to find that for me um yeah you, um, go ahead. so this is obviously the first issue of cyborg's new ongoing uh, i've never really read cyborg books uh outside of to team books, I've got no issues with him. I think he's pretty cool. Um, Did I you think say his... Teen Titans. Uh, no, uh, outside of other books. Oh, to t- t- team books. Oh, team, team books. books. Team yeah. books. Sorry. Other team books. books. Thank you. Um, <laughs> oh, here we go. Uh, it's Michael. No, that's the colors. Uh, Morgan Hampton and Tom Rainey. So okay, never heard of him, but that's great. Um. I've never really stuck with. I've never read his his solo series. I, I don't, when was the last time there was a solo series? What was uh, it? About five years ago, by um, it was like DCU. It wasn't YOU. Do you remember that initiative? No, but um, and it was drawn by um, oh gosh, she's one of our favorite. Um, oh, God, I, it doesn't matter. Go ahead. I have absolutely Man of no Steel. Frameworks. Huh? Man of Steel. Drew Man of Steel. Yvonne Reese. Thank you. Yeah. Um. No, uh, I never read it. Uh, I like him in team books. 
he's he's dope he's cool mm-hmm. um but uh so i came into this like pretty fresh yeah. um i liked the story mm-hmm. um the writer adds a lot of uh adds a lot of like minutia and story detail into it that is um really fun oh like culturally fun okay. like um there's a news broadcast of some sorts. It looks like it's a streamed news broadcast. And um, during it, you know, the person's bitching about something. But there's uh, a text thread behind their head. Oh, yeah, yeah. And the texts are really fun and kind like, funny, but also, like, oh, man. He, like, you can tell when somebody's – when somebody recreates, uh, like, a, a text thread or a Twitter thread or cha- chat, it usually yeah. sounds awful and yeah. or not real. This this was great, yeah. Uh, because it it sounded so authentic. I was like, am I reading other people's conversations? Because mm-hmm. they're just like very shorthand and very like slangy. It's fun. Yeah. Um, and also there's a there's a nice reveal at the end that's pretty I good. I love the reveal. It's a this. it's a strong story. Yeah. I do not enjoy Tom Rainey's art, uh, brother. I used to. Um, Tom Tom Rainey has been around for decades. He has yeah. been doing the work. Uh, he has been around. But lately, I believe he did some John Stewart Green Lantern stuff. He did the Future State stuff, which was not for me. Um, he, there was some sort of switch that happened, um, and I just—it's not for me any longer. It's fine, and the coloring in this is very bright. It's very in your face. It's very um, um, saturated. It's very colorful. This book, but um, yeah, the the art uh, does it, not. It, it's good. But it's not great. It looks. It's so. Yeah, that's. Uh, well, well, I'll point that out. There's the, the panel layouts, and how he fills the panels mm-hmm. are so overstuffed. Yeah. I feel claustrophobic reading this book. Yeah, there's something to, I, I can't explain it's, it. Like, like some of the some of the line work is a little too thick. It, 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 there's there's this weird kind of like overstuffed claustrophobic feeling I get mm. when I read this like books like this where it's just it's 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 every corner there's no there's no breathing room yeah there's like no breathing room and it's just it it like I'm looking at the page with the um the the two page broadcast. spread with the broadcast and there's bubbles everywhere color everywhere things to read and pay attention to now in other books that's kind of great but here it muddles the kind of it makes the simple complex unnecessarily mm. in a weird way. Yeah. And it's just, it, it makes it feel like a more of a slog to read because it doesn't feel like I'm, there's no space. Mm-hmm. Um, and I do think that it's the, Although the, the facial acting on this page is pretty good. Yeah. Watching like, it's really just a woman talking to a camera. Um, and it's, it's pretty good. Like I said, it's, it's not bad. There's just something happened. There was a switch, and, and all of a sudden I was like, mm, I don't know if I enjoy looking this as, at, at this as much as I used to. And I also don't know where Cyborg is in his um, continuity anymore because no, uh, the, in the book his father dies. Mm-hmm. I thought I thought he's been dead for a I very long time. I thought that too. Um, yeah. The Titans go to the funeral, and they wear suits on top of their costumes. So you've got Wally West in his full outfit, but then on top of that outfit is a suit. And then, you know, Dick Grayson <laughs> in a suit, but a domino mask. At least that one's fine. Like he's wearing a suit and he just wears a piece of a domino mask. Uh, but Wally literally has his full cowl on with his gold earpieces. Other superhero. <laughs> Ridiculous looking. Funerals. They usually just wear their uniforms, right? I don't know, man. I'm almost positive. Every time I've ever is. seen, every time I've ever seen it, they just wear their uniforms if they can't be there in yeah. person or in yeah. their um, civilian. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I've never seen that. That's an interesting choice. Like that's got to um, be a gag, right? That's got to be a funny. But it's a weird place it's to a, put it. I was bit. gonna say it's, it's a, weird, it's a like gag a, at a, a funeral. funeral. <laughs> yeah, that's a weird place to put a wallet. Um. Uh. Yeah. So like this was to me, this was pretty fresh because the story yeah. was interesting. But I, the art kept pulling me out. Yeah. I'm just not a fan of it. Not because it's bad, just because it doesn't work for me. Mm. Um, but so, if people have not read Cyborg before, would you be like, oh, check out the Cyborg book? Uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I, it's I, you got everything you need to, to know who Cyborg is and then the reveal at the end. It's not one of those reveals where you're like, wait, who's that? What's going on? It's set up in the beginning of the book. It's, um, but it's, so you're like, oh, that's cool. Yeah. 
Yeah, I guess if somebody came in and was just like, I really want to get started on Cyborg somewhere, yeah, I'd give them this. That's fine. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I don't know if I would go out of my way to be like, have you read Cyborg? No. When they walk in. Same. Yeah, Same. no. Yeah. Um, another book I want to talk about really quickly is The Dawn of DC, The Vigil, number one. Part uh, of the AAPI initiative. Yes, the AAPI. Uh, written by Ram V with art by Lalit Kumar Sharma. Um, I liked more about this book than I didn't. Mm-hmm. Um, so this is basically Ram V doing... Checkmate. What's Checkmate? Checkmate is um, a spy thriller in the DC universe. Uh, The one that I'm referring to is like the Greg Rucka one from back in the day. Oh. Not the uh, Bendis one from a couple years ago. But the idea of this clandestine organization doing their own kind of thing on the sidelines, making sure the world is safe and blah, blah, blah. Um, The problem that I have with this Mm -hmm. is that it is all new characters. Even the background characters are all incredibly new and have never heard of them before. Mm-hmm. So it feels like I'm just being talked at. Hmm. Here's details. Go. Here's details. Go. There's literally no emotional grounding. So like with with the checkmate that I'm referring to, you had Sasha Bardo mm-hmm. as kind of the main centerpiece. She was the person that they're bringing in and then all the information was filtered through her Sure. being told and or learning there was a grounded element to it yeah. this is just there's something clinical about this book uh-huh. of just the information is only given to you in a kind of a clinical way and and it's not until the back half where you actually meet the team oh no kidding yeah oh okay that's yeah. interesting okay like the the title page is more than halfway through the book oh okay and you actually meet the team the actual like um when i say the team i mean like the the tactical part of the team mm-hmm. the vigil themselves yeah. you meet them more than halfway through the book and you meet them in mission mm-hmm. and then the book starts to cook oh okay and it's interesting okay but the whole first half is a really it's a bit of a slog to the point where i had to reread pages oh wow because i was so bored oh geez but the second half dope as hell there's oh. new characters here that are like this one guy um, his skin and bones are hyper malleable because of some sort of condition. So he has a, a mask that can scan other people's faces and he puts it back on and he changes his look for the, um, there's a speedster of some sorts, but it's not really a speedster. There's like, these are really, really cool characters and the art is great. How like they hmm. show the, uh, the fighting styles oh, and, that, and the, the powers and stuff. That page you're showing me is pretty cool. Really great. Yeah. But I, I honestly wish that this was the start of the book. Like the first fifteen of a twenty-two page issue yeah. was really, really hard to push through. Okay. For me. Um. Yeah. Basically, up to here. Yeah. Wow. Um. Which, which is, which is a little bit of a shame. Yeah. Uh, as a first issue. Anybody that's interested in picking this up, which I would suggest you pick it up if you like spy thrillers. This is actually this is a fresh book. Power through. Okay. The, it ends much, 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 much better than it starts. Gotcha. Yeah. You know, I feel that way about The Wire. Yeah. Like I, it took me two or three times to watch the first episode to not fall asleep during it. To be fair, I was also starting it late at night because that's when I was able to watch it. But like. <laughs> It took me a bunch of times to get through it because I'm like, oh, God, everyone says this book or this show is so great, but I find this to be a slog to get through. And then once I got into it, I was like, oh, this show is amazing. So, like, sometimes that just happens. Sometimes you got to power through a little bit just to get to the goods. Let's, uh, we've we've already gone like 48 minutes. Let's, uh, let's just skip to where you enjoy, looking forward to anything else this week. Yes, I am looking forward to... Well, first of all, I do want to read The Batman Brave and the Bold because mm-hmm. I'm excited about that Tom King. I'm excited for um, that Dan Mora. Stronger than it needs to be. And I'm excited for the new episode of No One, mm-hmm. which is a massive verse image book. And uh, bibbidi bop boop bop. You should read Vigil. I want to know okay. your opinion on Vigil. All right, cool. And, you know, you're talking about not having an in. I remember opening the first... Um, of the what is what is that? We are champions. What is the name of that initiative? We are legends. The We Are Legends. It's like three uh, Asian-based 
six issue miniseries. Mm-hmm. And the one last week was Spirit World. Mm-hmm. And so I opened it up just being curious about it. And then uh, a couple pages in, or maybe even a, like two pages, I was like, oh, John Constantine. Okay, here we go. So like I had I had a basis for like emotional grounding of like, oh, this I, I'm familiar with this. We're adding in a new character. Now I'm ready to go. Yeah, there needs to be some sort of breadcrumb. Uh, and yeah. I feel like this book is missing those breadcrumbs. Unless yeah. there's these, unless these characters at the beginning, these bureaucratic characters at the beginning, yeah. are deep lore characters that I've never heard of before. Right. Which I doubt. Um, another book that so um, uh, years ago I read what was it? The Wild Storm. Uh, yeah. Ennis Reed. Yeah. No, not Ennis. Ellis redid a lot of the Stormwatch stuff. Yeah. Never read Stormwatch. Never gave a shit. Didn't know anything about those historical characters. The Wild Storm threw you in yeah. and was very clinical about it. Yeah. But it was That's what done. I took out of it, yeah. it was done in such a fast pace that you didn't have time to get bored. Okay. This didn't do that. Gotcha. Took a little while to get moving. Yeah, it was like there's a there was a level of it seems as though Rumvi is trying to capture that um, that level of uh, uh, what is it? the competence porn. Yeah. Oh yeah. Excellent people doing things excellently yeah. at a fast pace, and you're just awed by it. It needs to be tighter to work because yeah. I can watch people do something I don't understand, yeah. but if they're doing it so well, you're just kind of awed by the fact that yeah. like, oh, that's so cool. Yeah. This is just bureaucrats kind yeah. of like talking about things that they could do. And it's just a little, it's a little dry. Okay. Yeah. I'm definitely going to check it out. I certainly like the designs of the characters on the cover. Oh yeah. No, these, these kids, like when you get to the team part, yeah, it's a dope book. Nice. And I awesome. hope that they just kind of keep that momentum going forward for the yeah. rest of the series. Um, one of the things that I was interested in reading this week was the, the Hulk annual number one written by David Prepos um, with art cover. by Mahato, CJ Mahato, Gary I think it is. Gary Frank cover. Gary yeah, Frank cover. Um, this book is uh, a found footage Hulk book. Yeah. Um, That's neat. A, a film crew, and I, I having flipped through it, I, I imagine it's set in the past because they do things with, um, with the camera that, don't happen with digital recordings. Yeah. So I'm assuming the recording on tape. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, like taping over something and seeing footage out of order. Um, but yeah, I'm excited to try this out. Um, I like David Prepos's work. Um, he seems like an up and coming up and comer at Marvel. So yeah. I'm interested. And then there's also like a sneak in the back about the new series. Yeah. Um, right on. Yeah. That's about it. Okay. Let's mm. get out of here. Um, thank you so much for hanging out with us. Come to my comic shop. I already th- I told you the name of it. And also join us tonight, Wednesday nights at 8 o'clock. We live stream from the studio, uh, us and a gaggle of friends. And tonight we will be talking about films that we probably shouldn't have watched when we were younger because they traumatized us. And I'm sure everyone can relate. So join us tonight when we talk about that. Uh, you can find us on YouTube, Facebook Live, Twitch, etc. If you just look for Colts Pop, C-U-L-T-P-O-P, podcasts. Yeah, that's it. Anything else? All right. Mm -hmm. Thanks so much, and we will talk at you later on tonight. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to the Cult Pop Network, home to podcasts, live shows, and a whole lot of fun stuff for every flavor of fan. Follow us wherever you find your favorite podcast, and be sure to join us live every Wednesday night at youtube.com backslash cultpopgo at 8 p.m. Eastern. While you're there, be sure to subscribe to the channel and hit the bell icon so you'll know when we drop new Thunder Rounds and episodes of Fresh Floppies, a spoiler-free show about single-issue comics released each week. Until then, we'll talk at you later.